field in-depth scan is a multi-dimensional audit reaching the divine soul blueprint. The Akashic timeline records reveal present and past life issues and solutions. Going deep into your love life, health, money, and career. Follow Cornelia on social media. Scan and shop today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today, Lorraine McGuire, is calling in from New Zealand. Yes, this is going to be a fun day today. She's in her tomorrow, which is kind of crazy. So I guess you'll all know what tomorrow and today were like at the same time. Lorraine McGuire has overcome many personal challenges in her life and is now on a mission to help other people rise above the beliefs that are holding them back and help them to know that they are enough. She has overcome alcoholism, drugs, overeating, anxiety, and panic attacks, and has moved from being single for 11 years to now being in a loving relationship for over three years. Lorraine marked 20 years sober in 2021 and today she lives a full healthy life helping others transform their lives through her work with rapid transformational therapy and as a motivational speaker now that's a mouthful young lady <laughs> yes it is <laughs> so oh my gosh well welcome to the show <laughs> thank you thank you so much for having me on the show Oh, we're going to have a good time. You ready to have a good time? Because that's the only thing we do on 360 is we have a Brilliant. great time. I love it. I love having a good time. <laughs> well, then you're in the right place today. So tell us a little bit about this transformational therapy. Yeah. So I came across rapid transformational therapy in 2017 and I didn't know anything about rapid transformational therapy at all. Uh, it's created by a lady called Marissa Peer in London, and she's been doing therapy for over 30 years. And she's basically taken all the things she knows and created what we call RTT. It's easier to say RTT. And so it's a mixture of cognitive behavioral therapy, hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic neuro programming, uh, lots of different techniques that she's put together into a method that helps people like myself and my clients to transform their lives. So it works with the subconscious beliefs. So like you said in my intro about me on a mission, helping people overcome the belief of not being enough. That's when I came across the therapy where I realized, wow, I watched a Marissa Peer video and I realized, wow, I didn't believe that I was enough. And so I started to change my life and I went to become a therapist doing this method myself. And so basically what we do with this therapy is we put you into hypnosis or I put you into hypnosis and I find the subconscious beliefs that are holding you back. So I like to look at it the way I explain it is that like my mind is like a computer. And so everything I'm running in my computer is like the apps that we have on, on our phones and on our laptops and we're running software all the time. So we can have like a making the bed program, we can have a doing the dishes program or addictive programs like I had, alcoholism, drugs, overeating, anxiety program, depression program. And somewhere in our past, we've picked up beliefs that's causing that program to be running today. So I might be feeling anxious today or depressed, or I might be drinking or smoking or drugging or doing all the things that I used to do. 
And it's because I picked up a program somewhere in my past. And so with this therapy, we can find those programs. And just like we update the software on our computers and phones and everything, and even my swim watch, we can update the software of the mind. So for example, I always used to use the example of I didn't used to make my bed every day. And so I know even without using the therapy that when I was a child, my child mind believed that making the bed was painful. So I would say things to myself like when I'm old enough and I leave home, I'm never going to make the bed. Boom, there's the program, the never making the bed program. And so as an adult, I left home and I went flatting and I never made my bed. <laughs> I've recently reprogrammed my mind and I make the bed now. So I don't tend to use that, that one anymore, but even doing the dishes. So I used to let my kitchen pile up with dishes. I'd load the dishwasher and then the dishes would pile up when the dishwasher had finished. Because when I was a child, I can remember vividly standing in the kitchen and saying to my mum, I hate unloading the dishwasher. When I'm old enough, I'm going to get a maid. And my mum saying, well, that's nice, dear. I hope you can afford one. Now empty the dishwasher. And so again, I programmed my mind to hate loading the dishwasher. And so then as an adult, I hated loading the dishwasher. I wasn't really consciously thinking I hate unloading the dishwasher as an adult, but you know, like I just wouldn't do it and the dishes would pile up. And again, I reprogram my mind. I now load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher. My kitchen doesn't get messy anymore. So they're kind of simple examples. Um, it's also like beliefs. You know, if I believe that dogs are vicious, then I'm going to go out into the world and see vicious dogs. If I believe that dogs are fluffy, cuddly things that just want to lick you and love you, then that's what I'm going to see and create. So with rapid transformational therapy, I myself have found, and I find in my clients, those beliefs, those programs, and then we either upgrade them or we delete them. We just let them go completely and say, actually, that's not a useful program in my mind. And so I want to either get rid of it. I want to not have the overeating program. The not, so I've got a non-drinking program now. I've got a non-smoking program, a non-drug program, uh, but I have to eat, right? So I can't do a, a, a no eating program. So I've got like an eating in moderation program or a healthy eating program that I'm running in my brain. And I say I'm I say I choose to be drink-free, drug-free, gluten-free, um, alcohol-free, smoke-free, but I'm 90 to 95% sugar-free. So that's my choice now, as opposed to I just couldn't stop doing those kinds of behaviors. So this therapy helps people to find those subconscious beliefs. And it's faster than anything I've ever done. I sat in talk therapy for years and talk, 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 and didn't find the root cause of what some of my, my programs were. And with this therapy, we can find those. And then you get like your own personalized hypnotic recording and you listen to that every single day and that starts to reprogram the brain. Wow. <laughs> I had heard about that uh, program, I want to say back in the 90s. And um, it was, it was, big at that time and then all of a sudden it just like disappeared there's so many modalities out there that just seem to like they were here for a few years and all of a sudden poof they were gone so it's really nice to have some of that stuff come back around full circle because they are prevalent and they really do work you know and thus the rapid because obviously it happens really fairly fast now do you always have to find what the problem is or can you just put it out there whatever that problem is you're ready to just let all the pieces go and reprogram good question Beverly yeah so I just mentioned on the rapid thing that you mentioned there 
Um, exactly. So we find the root cause rapidly and then the change still takes a little bit of time. So, you know, it's the same as, um, you know, if I break my arm, the surgeon can fix, you know, can fix the bone quite quickly, but the healing is going to take time. So like with any therapy, it's going to take some time to see the shifts and changes, but we can have, I, you know, some clients will have, I, I stop, you know, I smoked and then boom, I don't smoke anymore. I drink and I don't drink anymore immediately after a session. So there's different types of change after a session of this therapy. Um, what I've found is you can do what's, you know, positive suggestion therapy. So if somebody didn't want to go back, so some clients have come to see me and they've said, I don't want to go back. I had one client in particular who went back to a quite distressing scene and she was like, no, I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't, you know, and I said, that's okay. So we just did a lot of positive things about going forward, future focus, how she wanted to be. So her hypnotic recording was then all about how she wanted life to be today. So instead of looking back and focusing on everything in her past, she was like, I want to be confident going forward. I want to be relaxed. I want to be calm. She had a lot of, you know, positive intention setting forward. Uh, I find most of the time, 95% of the time, clients want to know where it comes from. Uh, they want to know what caused it. They want to know what the root cause of why am I doing this? Because a lot of people are walking around with their issues with, you know, drinking, smoking, overeating, depression, anxiety at the moment is, 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 is massive because of the way of the world. But they don't really, they don't understand why. And so part of the process of it, of that understanding is kind of having that aha moment. So using one of my own examples, I used to have panic attacks where I would call ambulances thinking I was dying. I'd think my throat was closing. I would think that I couldn't breathe and I would be, feel like I was choking and I would, you know, get on the phone and call an ambulance and they would come around and they'd do the ECG and everything. And they'd say, no, you're fine. It was a panic attack. And so I was on and off antidepressants for 16 years because of this. And I talked in therapy about it. My therapist was like, you've got such amazing awareness. I knew the fight, flight or freeze process of anxiety. But when it happened, it would just happen like that. And I didn't feel like I had any control over it. And in a session of RTT, I went back to scenes from my childhood where I learned that being sick or being in pain got me a lot of attention. And so my mind was like, oh, I'm getting you love. So under hypnosis, my mind uh, said, I'm the part of Lorraine that's causing the panic attacks and I'm here to bring you love. And I won't swear on your show, but my mind went, what the, you know, and, um, and we realized that we're going back to these scenes that when I had a panic attack, somebody, and even if it was a medical professional in an ambulance would comfort me, you know, they'd rub my back, maybe stroke my hair if I was with a friend, or if I was somewhere where I would call a friend, it was getting me in some kind of bizarre way, love and attention. And I had to realize that actually I don't need to get love and attention by being sick, that I, I can be healthy and whole and well and happy and successful and get love and attention. So that really helped me to be free of it uh, and to have that understanding, not only of the physiological sides of the anxiety, fight, flight and freeze, but the actual understanding of what my mind was thinking that it was getting for me. It was thinking that it was getting me something good. And a lot of people, when they come and have a session with me, their mind believes that, that this part of them that's causing their, their issue is either trying to protect them, um, to prioritize them. So people come to me for headaches, 
and the headaches, you know, say, well, I'm stopping you. So it's the only time you stop. You're so busy, 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 go, 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 that when I give you a headache, then you'll lie down, then you'll take a break, then you'll stop working. And so then there's that aha of, ah, I can actually stop myself and take a break. I don't need a headache to make me break, to take a break. So I think the having the, the root cause is a real aha moment for a lot of people. That helps. That makes really good sense. You know, it really does. But then you do get those once in a while that just, I don't want to know. I, I, I know what I know I know, and I don't want to even think about knowing anything, right? And, you know, so you've got both sides of the fence. But for the most part, I think people are really curious as to, well, what caused it, right? And sometimes you can find bits and pieces of it, but do you always find everything, uh, you know, because there's, there's so much out there and, and the majority of stuff that we're actually storing in ourselves anyways, don't even belong to us, right? Mm -hmm. So instead, can you talk a little bit about that attachment to other people's stories, other people's emotions, and how that impacts our own? Yeah, wow, that's amazing. I got goosebumps as you said that because I thought of a client who um, I remember years ago, uh, before I did do that, I remember years ago, my um, first 12-step sponsor, she said, I'm going to tattoo OPS on your forehead, other people's stuff, you know, because she said, all you're doing is picking up everyone else's stuff. It doesn't belong to you. And um, I had a client that came to see me. Uh, I believe it was for anxiety. And uh, in the session, what she realized was, and some people think, well, this is a bit woo-woo, but she thought, she, what she realized is the anxiety that she had picked up was her mother's. So it actually didn't even belong to her. So we pick up the emotions, especially when we're children, you know, between zero to seven, we're in that subconscious brainwave where we're just learning, absorbing, sucking in everything around us. And because her mother was so anxious, she became anxious and she literally felt it like in her stomach and under hypnosis, people can see and feel amazing things. She saw it like a, like a, I think it was yellow for her. People see different colors, like a yellow blob sitting in the center of her kind of solar plexus down to her stomach, down, down over, you know, her um, digestive area. And she said, look, she got, you know, I got her to move it so that she moved it up her body and down her arms and then throw it away. And I, most people throw it forward, but she was lying on my couch and she literally threw it over the back of her head, you know? So she realized that, yeah, I know it was so funny that, 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 that we pick up other people's emotions. We pick up other people's beliefs. So when we're children, we learn what's going on in our environment and then we go out and live it, whether it's healthy or not, whether it's good for us or not. The mind doesn't care whether it's real or imagined, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, whether it's good or bad. The mind just does what it's doing. Like my computer program doesn't, you know, tell me whether this app is good for me or whether I should be on that app or, you know, whether I should be on Facebook or Instagram. It doesn't say, it doesn't make a decision and say, oh, it just does it. It just runs it. And the mind is the same, but it doesn't necessarily understand sometimes that it's running other people's stuff or other people's feelings. And so we pick up these things that don't belong, belong to us. A lot of children will feel powerless and helpless because say, for example, mum and dad are fighting or having an argument and the child is scared. And so they're, they're picking up the, the fear and the anxiety and the tension that's going on between mum and dad. 
And then they're going, I need to stop this, but I can't because they're only five, six, seven. And then they go, oh, it must be because I'm powerless, must be because there's something wrong with me, must be because I'm not good enough. If I was good enough, mum and dad wouldn't fight. Now, that's not true. Mum and dads fight all the time. People have arguments, you know, and it doesn't have to be really scary fighting. It could just be mum and dad having an argument and the child's just scared because there's raised voices. It doesn't have to be deeply traumatic. Uh, but it's we're picking up these things that don't belong to us. So like you said there, we don't necessarily always get to everything in one session of RTT. Um, the mind will pick the most relevant memories. So sometimes a client will say, well, that's why have I gone here? This is a silly memory. But there's something that happened in that memory that embedded something into us and into our lives. And that could be ours or someone else's. So what we see in a session of RTT with multiple scenes is a pattern so you could go away and see that pattern everywhere you could have so many more memories we don't have to I believe we don't have to deal with every single memory and every single time something happened once we see the pattern we can change that pattern once we see that it's not mine we can give it I, I do a technique where I get them to imagine they're giving it back to the person in the scene so they say this doesn't belong to me it could be a belief it could be a feeling um, and I say, they can say to the person, they don't have to hold on to it either if it's something that's negative or uncomfortable, they, but they just give it back and then the other person can chuck it away or carry it or do whatever they like with it. But I give it away. I give it back to where it came from. Oh, that's great. That's a, it's a good way to do it, to give it up, but to recognize it. And like you say, those patterns, you know, life is a, a, a system of patterns, right? <laughs> You know, and we pick up so much unconsciously in our environment, movies we watch, games we play, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. We're always exposed to so much out there, you know, and you've got millions and millions of thoughts coming through your brain consistently, right? And if it's a trigger in, in an old pattern, it's going to just jump on for the ride and say, oh, hey, I like that. I'm going to just hang around here, right? <laughs> so, oh. Uh, this has been very interesting. It's It's been so long since I've uh, even thought about rapid transformation. So thank you so much for bringing me back up to par. So what we're going to do, Lorraine, is we're going to take a short break here, hear from our sponsor. And then when we come back, Nicole's got some interesting questions for you. Are you a light worker ready to become a light leader? Lift the secrets of your soul. Become the mistress and master of your soul's purpose by aligning and expanding your spiritual abilities. Be guided and empowered. Let Cornelia show you how to become a light leader in a few short months. Follow her on social media. Scan and shop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Lorraine McGuire has been sharing some absolutely transformational morsels of wisdom in her rapid transformation program that's just really exciting and just so much truth and so much underlying current and she just makes it sound so simple and he's like yeah, it's no big deal it's no big deal we just do this we just do that it's, just, it's so awesome it's so awesome but you know healing doesn't have to be difficult and it doesn't have to be challenging when you can let it be fun 
and encouraging, it just seems to like go away faster, I guess, you know, because you're, you free yourself up to just saying it doesn't serve me purpose anymore. So I'm surrendering it. Right. Nicole, you've got some questions for Lorraine. Uh, you know, it's, it's great to hear about rapid transformation, Lorraine, because myself, I had a, um, a, I want to say coach, I guess at the time, who utilize rapid transformation. And my thought has always been like, just there's gotta be an, a simple way to just say, clear it, get it out of my life. I don't wanna relive it. You know, I like you had sat on the therapist couch or tried to relive it or hold on to other people's junk. And it got to a point where I was like, oh, look, I'm just gonna close the door to everybody and everything because I don't want your energy. I don't want your junk. You cannot no longer put a straw on me and suck all that energy out you know, get away from those energy vampires. And I'm tired of holding your stuff, especially with family. You you hold on to the past and then you hold on to what's current. And it, it always continuously comes up again and again. What made you get to that point in that, that kind of shadow of the moment, you know, that maybe that dark night of the soul to say, you know, I'm sure it's many, many mo moments in your life because of possibly the panic attacks and everything that you talked about that you went through, what made you say, hey, enough is enough. It is time for me to just move forward and be done with this. Excellent, thanks, Nicole. Yeah, so the, the most recent one was the, the turning 40. So I honestly had no fear whatsoever of turning 40. Age has always just been a number to me. I've had always had people aged, loads of different age groups. Um, and everyone was like, oh, you're going to turn 40. And I just was like, it's just a number. I actually don't care. But I turned 40 and I literally spiraled out of, out of orbit again. So I was back in the overeating. I was sober at the time, drink-free, drug-free. Um, but I didn't feel sober in, in my mind. I was in workaholism. I was doing 50, 60, sometimes 70-hour work weeks. And uh, that's where the panic attacks and the anxiety was very much linked. I was back eating every day, so I would go to work, work long, crazy hours, come home, sit on the couch and eat three or four ice creams a day, basically feeling miserable. And I turned 40, I had this party, I came home from my party and you'd think I would have felt loved and everyone donated, I was doing a skydive, everyone donated to my skydive, I said no presents, just donations. I, you know, all these people were there, and at like one o'clock in the morning, I went looking for these ice creams and then sat eating ice cream in the middle of the night, feeling sorry for myself. But it was like, what? What is this? And I did the skydive and I got a, a package from the SPCA uh, with dog treats, cat treats and human treats. There were scorched almonds, which are like chocolate covered almonds. And I used to overeat on them massively. And I didn't even think I just started, you know, hoeing into them. And I had those and the ice creams and I went to bed. And I felt so sick. I couldn't lie on my back. couldn't lie on my stomach. I had to kind of lie on my side. I was kind of like in the fetal position. And I think I called out to my higher power, to the universe, to God, whatever you want to choose to believe in. Something like this has got to change or I can't go on like this. Or I don't actually know what I said or what I did. But at 3.30 in the morning, my cat was crying in the house, woke me up. I sorted her out. And then my just lay in bed with a racing head. I could not turn it off. And I, so I turned on YouTube and the first thing to come up was Marissa Peer's video, which talks about the belief that I'm not enough. 
And it was just like a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, alcoholic, not enough, drugs, not enough, overeating, not enough, panic, not enough. I just, all, all of a sudden I saw this real core belief in me that I'm not enough. And I got up and it was like 4.30 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, I had my last ice cream. This was before I even had any rapid transformational therapy. Um, and I haven't had ice cream since. And I've done a lot of other work on that to, to get to where I am today. But that was an instant transformation just from understanding how the mind worked, just how understanding how powerful the mind was. And I binge watched her videos. And then I got to a video that said, you can do what I do. And I just knew, like everything in me just said, this is what you're meant to do. And I went to the bank, I got a loan, I did the process, I got accepted and I went off to London and I retrained to become a therapist with no input from anyone else because everything else in my life, all my life, I'd always got sought permission or asked for someone's input, whether that was a sponsor, a mentor, a coach, a therapist, my parents, you know, like, but this is something that I just was like, I can do this. And my life has just continued to transform since that night. Gosh, I love that. You know, it's the intent that she puts in her video, right? And, and as, as you know, a rapid transformational therapist, a hypnosis, or when you're putting healing energy, even into just a video, you are sending that energy to heal the person and touch them in a way at a frequency that they have never been touched before. Mm -hmm. Something wasn't set in that moment that you turned that on and you listened and that's the beautiful part. You know, there's this great quote I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. That's, that's Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live. It's years ago, and he would hold this mirror, and I, know, I see Marissa Peters do that sometimes, and of course my coach would do that, have me do it too, is holding that mirror or standing in front of the mirror and saying it. But it wasn't like icky or, oh, it's so girly, or I'm not doing that stuff, right? That's just lame. It was like, just do it. Just stand in front of it and try it. And that was the ease of the change, of the transformation to say, you know what? I can make this simple change. I can do it. I can make this simple change. It's not a struggle. It's just try this. Do this. We can find the problem and then work from there. And like you said, when you're walking around or on a walk or by the creek or, you know, somewhere driving, you're like, oh, okay, that's why I do this. Or that's where this, this attack, panic, or that stress sets in constantly. It's the frame of mind I'm in or what I'm thinking, and it just starts to come in. And as an intuitive person, you're just, you start to realize, oh, okay, but it, you're not going back down that rabbit hole. There's that angelic sense of, you know what? You have that safety net. You're safe and you're secure with me and you're okay right? It's, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm enough. I can handle this. I can get through it. And, and Marissa Pierce just has a simple way of sharing those stories too. And I find that rapid transformational therapists are always just, hey, I'm right here with you. And it's a simple, it's a friend. I, you don't need to have to cry. You can, and you can release, but you can just change it. You don't have to relive the emotion. I think that's the strongest point on that is that you don't have to relive the emotion. And, and you on your website, you put empowering you to overcome your past and transform your life. How has that changed you now moving forward that now you've cleared your life up? Now you've changed, you've transformed. 
How is it now with you with that, I love that butterfly and the fire you have, just like the phoenix and course of butterfly behind you, the change of changing out of the chrysalis and having the rebirth. And that rebirth is hard. That rebirth is gross. The caterpillar actually dies for a second to become that butterfly, right? Yep. And, so, and we have to die. Just let it go. Hang that hat up and move forward and have an ease of life. How does it change you now to be able to take this energy, to take this healing and move it forward with your clients? Yeah. So that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, I, and yes, I think you're picking up on the butterfly, you know, like, and um, that's quite a, what it's been like. And I'm just looking at it on my side of my computer. I am enough just the way I am. This is more than sufficient with a butterfly, you know, and I loved that quote that, that you said. And um that's how I started. I've started doing, I am enough. Like I had, I am enough everywhere, you know, before I'd even had any of the RTT, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. The first day when I watched that video, she says, right, I am enough on your mirrors. And my own mind said, but my handwriting's not even good enough. Then I was like, what? Come on. And so it's still on my mirrors now in whiteboard marker. And yeah, my handwriting's messy, but who cares? It's enough. And so now I know I'd say 90 to 95% of the time, I know that I'm enough. You know, it's not that I don't ever have wobbles. It's not that I don't ever have things that I need to revisit or, or, or um, like you said, it's not reliving it. It's reviewing it with RTT. So we don't relive what happened to us. Yes, we may release emotions that are trapped, but it is about reviewing it from the perspective of what did my mind make that mean about me? So there's a situation that happened in my past and it might have been traumatic or, or it might have just been everyday life. But, oh, the understanding is that I made it mean that I wasn't good enough. It made, it, it made me mean that I wasn't confident or, or I wasn't lovable. Now that I know that I'm confident, that I'm lovable, that I'm enough, um, like was said in the beginning uh, of my intro, you know, I was single for 11 years. And what happened was I started to know that I was enough and just live my life. I started to just get out there and do things that I wanted to do that I was too scared to do maybe before. Speaking on things like this, you know, like this would have been Panic Attack City in the past, uh, you know, and now I just tell myself I'm calm, relaxed and confident. And then I am calm, relaxed and confident. Sometimes I can get a bit excitable, um, but, you know, most of the time I'm calm, relaxed and confident. So I put myself out there. I started just living life. I joined a dragon boating team. I'd never done anything like that. Um, I've tried new things. I've since given up the dragon boating and now I ocean swim. Uh, I bounce on trampolines and, and, you know, I'm 44 years old, almost 45 this month. And I'm like a big kid a lot of the time, you know, like um, yesterday we had a, we had a cyclone um, and we got this kind of side of it or something. And that was the wind. And I was out there with the chickens and like, woo, you know, doing videos of myself, just loving it. Like I'm just so much more in the moment. And yeah, I've got that loving relationship that I had that I never had before because he saw me living life and he was like, I, I, I'd like to be a part of that. I love that because it shows, it shows the beauty shows, the energy shows, the energy level. You look great. You look sexy. You look like you're enjoying life. You've got this beautiful tan and you're just out there having fun and people want to have fun with you, you know, and just letting it be and enjoying life. And, that, and that's that energy that your clients can pick up, right? And, you know, congratulations. And, and, you know, in New Zealand, I guess you're a day ahead. So you are in, as we record this, you're in Valentine's Day. What beauty is that that you set for yourself to love you enough 
that someone else can love you that much and you're not looking for them to replace the love that you have holes in your body you know where they have to feel that constantly but you've repaired that and now that beauty shows and that and then, then that's a beautiful um image of that butterfly and seeing that beauty and people wanting to be part of it not capturing it and holding it but allowing that light to be shared with others and that's that beauty of it and that's so wonderful to see that change and to be part of this and that's what we love about 360 is sharing that with other people is that energy and the love and you can always tell when somebody's truly into their path and having you know are creating a business with a heart and sharing it with others thank you so much i'm gonna go ahead and bring beverly because i know she's got some great tips and tricks she wants to ask you before we end the show thank you lorraine you're welcome Oh my goodness, we could carry on this conversation for a long time, couldn't we? <laughs> we could. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing your your past with us and, and sharing, you know, what you got going on. And you could just like Nicole is saying, your passion about what you do is so real. And that's what we love about our guests that are on 360 Wisdom Speaks is you know, they come from the heart. And, and they're there and they're real. And it's great because this is the message that we would like to get out, that it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what's going on. There's always a better way. There's always a way to get past that challenge, right? It's paying attention and having the desire to want to find and make the change. And when you put that out there, it just shows up. And maybe it shows up at four o'clock in the morning after you've eaten 10 ice creams, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter how it shows up. It matters that it shows up, right? And that you pay attention, right? Right. So, uh, Lorraine, could you share three tips with our audience about what they could do as they walk away from this conversation and begin incorporating in their life something that they maybe are having a challenge with and, and wanting to overcome. What would those three words of wisdom be? Sure. Thank you. So I think the first thing I would probably want to leave people with is the challenges, the issues, the problems, whatever we want to call them that we're facing in our lives, doesn't make us a bad person. I'm not a bad person because I've got anxiety. There's not something wrong with me. So many people come to me and they're like, oh, there's something wrong with me. No, we've just got programs. If you can just take that and think whatever the thing that I'm challenged with, is just a program that I'm running in my mind from somewhere in my past and it can change, then you can take the pressure off yourself of there's something wrong with me to no, I'm just a human being running some kind of program that I don't need anymore. But at some point in my life, it was probably useful. It maybe kept me alive. It maybe kept, made me help me to survive. So just take that pressure off yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. You've just got a program and a program can be found. There's no shame in that. There's no shame at all. Um, the, one of the number one things that helped me, um, and, and Nicole mentioned it, was the, the mirror work. 
so I poo-pooed this for so many years, like, you know, oh my God, that's just so bad. I'm how embarrassing, how awkward. But I stood in the mirror and I told myself, I am slim, fit and healthy. I love you, Lorraine. I really, really love you. You're enough. You're worthy. And I had done that enough coupled with the work that I've done. But that is how I started. Before I had any of the therapy, I just started getting in the mirror and telling myself, I love you. I love you. No matter what, because your mind will throw up objections. I love you anyway. So I love you. Oh, no, you've got some frown lines. I love you even with your frown lines. I love you. You've got a big belly. I even though I love myself even with a big belly, even if the things that 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 tell us I'm not lovable, bring them in. I'm lovable. So accept that they're programs that you're not, there's nothing wrong with you, that you're not bad because you're drinking or drugging or anything like that. It's just a program. Um, get in the mirror and tell yourself that you're enough, that you're worthy, that you're lovable, all of those things and embrace your inner child. Let her have fun, her or him have fun. You know, like that's been such a huge part of my healing, bouncing on trampolines, like I said, you know, dancing in the dark, singing, dancing in my own house, getting out into nature, do things that bring you joy. And for someone that might be knitting, for someone that might be a crossword puzzle, for someone else that might be some real complex mathematical something or other, I don't know, do what brings you joy as part of your healing process. So even as you're doing the, the work and digging and finding these things, bring joy into that process as well. Thank you so much for sharing that. Those are some great tips. And it's not like they're difficult, right? And we probably do them. We just don't do them consistently. And that's the key. So be consistent in what it is that you're looking to do. And give yourself enough love. And know that you are enough. And just keep on keeping on and life will change. Thank you, Lorraine, so much for sharing today. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, we're going to have all your information in the write-up here. So they'll find you on social media. They'll find you on your website. They'll be able to reach out. If someone is looking for a rapid change, they will know how to find you. So thank you again so much for sharing and for being here today. And Nicole, thank you for joining us as well. This is thank 360 you. Wisdom Speaks. Say it. Till next time.